Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today, currently, we have a eight-game slate in the NBA on Friday, February 7th. It is around 6 a.m. in the morning, and there is a ton of injury news. There's finishing out trades and players that have to clear physicals to actually play for their team type news, just normal injury news, 27 pieces of it to give you today on this eight-game slate. Lots of stuff up in the air, some really impactful news that will impact this slate without a doubt. And then also we just have, as always, with DraftKings and FanDuel, it seems like, and today seems very egregious in the 9 to 7 to 6K range, just some of the softest pricing that you'll see in that mid-tier makes it, I guess, somewhat more interesting instead of just going stars and scrubs on a slate where Westbrook's expected to rest and you have affordable other options up there. So it looks like an intriguing slate, I would say, to start the day. Let's get into it with some injury news. But before we do, I just want to say welcome if you are indeed new here. A lot of people finding my channel every single day from the XFL streets where I'm producing content now. Keep a very close eye on that. Lots of news breaking every single day, similar to the uh, NBA, it feels like right now in the XFL. We'll be doing a Patreon show today and then uh, tiers and rankings on Patreon. If you want to check out Patreon, we'll also be doing um, NBA projections and updates all throughout the day and throughout Lock of My Interest, as well as the projection points. So uh, be sure to value all that minutes. Be sure to check out Patreon if you're interested down below. Be sure to hit the subscribe button if you get any value from this video. And it's it, we've gotten the number below 50. It's like 48% of people over the last 30 days who are watching are not subscribed. Normally, it's around 50, 51. If we can get more of those people to just hit the subscribe button, it'll boost us up to hopefully 20,000 subscribers rather quickly. We're about, about to hit 19,000, so I just want to say thank you all so much. And lastly, before we get into it, I'll just point out Fantasy Draft Above, they are sponsoring this video. They have rake-free DFS. You should be checking out because literally when you deposit on Fantasy Draft, you are automatically making 10 to 15% more when you do win. And even when you lose, you're saving that much more just due to the rake compared to DraftKings and FanDuel. Yes, they don't have the same price pools, but you should get some action down there to just ensure a little bit better of an ROI. But go check out my pinned tweet because there's still a contest that only about 50 people have put in for for a free giveaway from Fantasy Draft that we're teaming up for for this one. This one seems to be going well, so I assume they'll want to do more. But be sure to just check that out, my pinned tweet on Twitter. Hit me with a follow when you're over there. Enter the contest. It's going to be going throughout the day to the end of the day today, and I'll announce the winners tomorrow. Multiple winners. With that said, let's get into this endless list, it seems, of injury news. Starting with Atlanta, DeAndre Hunter is questionable with an ankle. We'll keep an eye on him. He'll impact this slate a decent amount because he's, he's going to play 30 minutes. He's 4,300, and, you know, people are going to have to fill in for that time. Kevin Horder will have to play huge minutes. Um, Vince Carter will get more run, depending on where they put John Collins. If indeed, I mean, they just signed a ton of centers. If you did not track, they got Dwayne Dedman back. They and obviously got Clint Capella. Capella and Dedman don't seem like they're going to play today. I think Clint Capella already ruled out. Denman, I believe, is not going to play either. But keep an eye on that because that means John Collins might move to the, the five, and a lot of things can happen there. But Cam Reddish, Bruno Fernando, both doubtful today. So more run for Jeff Teague, as well as just more run for Trey and, and Kevin Horder. And the Andre Bemery also out with a hand. In Boston, this is a pretty interesting situation because you have Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Kemba Walker all questionable today. Keep a very close eye on this. Brown with an ankle, Gordon Hayward with a foot. Kemba Walker with a knee. So keep a very close eye on all of that because if just one of those three players miss, it's better for Marcus Smart. It's better for Jason Tatum. It's better for the other ones that do play. Also, Daniel Tice has been ruled out once again, making Ennis Cantor another fine option versus Atlanta, who, again, does not have Clint Capella and or likely Dwayne Dedman yet. 
in Dallas, Seth Curry, well, first of all, Luka Dantich is still out. Seth Curry is questionable with a knee, and J.J. Barea is questionable with an ankle. So keep a close eye on their guards, because that will impact DeLon Wright, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s run, and so on and so forth. But the big one is Christoph Porzingis, who broke his nose the last time out, broke his nose, had to go to the locker room, only ended up playing 29 minutes, as opposed to the 36 minutes he played in each of the previous two games without Luka Dantich, and he still dropped more points than he did in those two games, fantasy-wise, 60 fantasy points. So he's questionable with the nose today. I'm, inter- I'm interested in him at 8,800. If he's going to keep playing, even if it's 32 minutes at this insane point per minute production, surely it can't stay that high. But at 8,800, you don't need 56 or 60 fantasy points. Um, 55 or 50 or right around there will, will end up doing for you if you're playing it from a cash perspective. For Detroit, Derrick Rose is still out. Load up some more Reggie Jackson, who's now priced at 6,100. Still seems fine. Not as great of value as he was in the 4K range. Bruce Brown still in that 4K range. I believe the same price point of 4,900. No spy again, so they should both see big run. Likely start alongside each other once again like they did last time out. Markeith Morris is out. This is going to get pretty crazy in Detroit. Because Christian Wood is $6,000, and that seems wildly too cheap. Look, Andre Drummond got traded out of there, and now Markeith Morris is out. They traded and got John Henson. I doubt he'll be playing today already. So with no Morris, you're probably going to get some sort of front court of Thon McCurr and Christian Wood. That's probably going to line you up for 30-plus minutes of Christian Wood, who's a 1.15 fantasy point-per-minute producer when he's coming off the bench most of the time for 26 to 28 minutes. You might get 32 out of him today at that type of a rate in a fine matchup. Christian Wood looks really good. Uh, for Houston, Russell Westbrook's the only injury news. They said that he'll play yesterday and Thursday and likely to rest on Friday. So I have him out for rest. Uh, Victor Oladipo is questionable for rest today in Indiana, as well as his teammate, TJ Warren, questionable with a concussion. For Memphis, it's just Joe Val questionable with an ankle. He continues to be questionable. Tough matchup either way with the price point at 7K versus Philadelphia, Val Horford, and Joel Embiid. Probably don't get there much. Miami, it's going to be Jimmy Butler doubtful with a shoulder and no Tyler Hero. So just loads of minutes now to go to Kendrick Nunn to go to Goran Dragic, who might even start in this one. I like those guys a lot. Derek Jones Jr., who's been playing bigger minutes, should play even more minutes now with uh, Jimmy Butler likely not to play and Tyler Hero out. And Bam Adebayo should pick up a lot more production. You can tell me anybody. Duncan Robinson should pick up huge minutes around 36 or so. Not a great point per minute producer, but should have more shot attempts in this one. Lots of different options. Um, they shipped out and they got waived pretty much Deion Waiters. Um, so it's a situation where um, kind of just wait and see what the starting rotation looks like for Miami here. Andre Iguodala, I'm not sure if he's going to be active for this one. Obviously, Justice Linzo trade. Um, I don't expect him to make a huge impact um, if he is active. But with all the injuries, he should see a decent amount of minutes. I don't know how quickly he'll get bumped up to that 30-minute range, though. For Phoenix, as I scroll through now towards the end of this list, for Phoenix, you're going to end up having a lot of injury news, but a lot of it that we've already had. Dario Sarge remains out. Tyra Jerome and Cameron Johnson remain doubtful, and Tyler Johnson remains out. So you're going to get Javon Carter, Eli Okobo getting more run here. You're going to get more McCall Bridges at the four since there's no uh, Dario Sarge still there. There's still no Cam Johnson there. They still don't have Aaron Baines, so expect big minutes out of McCall Bridges, who's been playing rather well as of late, especially when you factor in those minutes. Well, Sean Holmes did practice in their last practice. Yeah, they faced Miami today. He's 5,400, but he's questionable with the shoulder. He's hopeful to play. And Toronto, Marcus Hall is still out with a hamstring and continue to fire up Serge Ibaka at 6,300. I don't know why they make him this cheap. This guy dropped 40 plus fantasy points last time out with ease, it seemed. And then lastly, Shabazz Napier in Washington today, the trade with Jordan McRae, likely not to play out due to the trade. And once again, Clint Capella, likely not to play today. Keep an eye on Andre Godawa. And then I don't expect Dwayne Dedman to play. So if I quickly go to the target offense sheet, you'll see that there's a bunch of zeros because due to pretty much all the injury news you just heard, Vegas's totals are not out yet. Usually if there's not as much injury news, they'll be out half of them, three quarters of them, if not all of them by now on smaller slates. We only get at this point 25% of the total, so I'm really not going to stop and talk about that all that much. 
I'll head right over to the early interest, which I do have factored by price. And at this point is usually in the show where I'll end up putting above a little pop out that says my NBA projections. You can click on that if you're interested in doing so. You can check out the NBA projections. Also, NFL or XFL content will be out today um, in the form of a Patreon exclusive podcast, kind of closing thoughts with all the injury news that happened. A lot of things have changed since that previous YouTube video. Well, not a lot. I would say some things uh, have changed. And then also uh, cash game tiers, discord access for people who want to join page or the priority or hall of fame tiers. So you can check that out. Very excited for the XFL this weekend. I'm not even joking about that. The, the hype on Twitter and just all around with the marketing that the XFL is throwing out there has been very good. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this actually plays out. Hopefully there's parody in the league and it's, it's very, um, I would say competitive is a good way to put it. Not some teams just standing out above the rest, but with that said, I have 20 players here to break down. Be sure to hit the, hit the subscribe button before we keep going and check out that pinned tweet over on Twitter. Just liking it and or retweeting it if you want. You don't have to do both, but you could. You get more uh, chances to win. You, you get you into a contest that will end later today at NBA Locked. Starting at the top with James Harden against Phoenix, it's just a great matchup for James Harden in general. And now Russell Westbrook is expected to rest. So you have Harden at 12-1 against Phoenix. He's going to project out for his normal 1.85 fantasy point per minute production. And he's going to project out for somewhere in the high 60s, if not 70s, due to the matchup in fantasy points. Hard not to like. It's going to end up being the decision when you watch this later in the day of, do I want to play Harden and follow some of the chalk that's going there on an eight-game slate? Or do I want to load up on maybe a Bradley Beal and, and, and a ton of eight and nine K options and go from there? That's the decision you'll have to make. I'm fine going either way. I don't have a strong stance right now. Trey Young at 10-2 and Bradley Beal at 10-1. I think both of them are in play. You've seen Beal's minutes consistently being that 36 to 38 range. He consistently has been dropping these 55 plus point production nights. And now Seth Curry without Luka or Seth Curry, uh, well, maybe uh, Dallas without Luka, potentially without Seth Curry, some of the better defenders on their, on their team. When you're talking about drive rates, which Bradley Beal has done at a high clip right now, Christoph Porzingis becomes a lot more impactful if he was to miss. So Bradley Beal is, I, I, I like Trey Young. It's a tougher matchup. Marcus Smart is very tough, but there's a lot of other injuries on that team and really he could just shoot over anybody but Bradley Beal is going to be a wait and see for me if Kristoff is out that is huge for Bradley Beal a great rim protector and Kristoff very good defender Bradley Beal is a huge drive rate type of guy if Seth Curry is out not as big of a deal but it, it makes it a little bit better from a defensive standpoint Kristoff Porzingis at 8800 keep an eye on his injury status I think he's in a fine very fine matchup against Washington again Washington is going to be, be without Thomas Bryant still for a few more games, so it'll be a little bit of an undersized um, front court there that he'll get to go up against. You have DeAndre Ayton, who's been playing fantastic as of late, huge minutes. I'll probably project him for somewhere around 35 today against this smaller, quote-unquote, Houston team that's going to be running out there, P.J. Tucker um, and Robert Covington today, and no more Clint Capella. DeAndre Ayton, it'll be interesting to see how this works, because Golden State used to force centers off the court because of the style of play that they played at. Houston's trying to play at that pace We'll see if they're able to force anybody up the court. Last night they were just because Anthony Davis got hurt, but we didn't really get a good sample of that. Uh, Aiton at 8,600 seems fine. Joel Embiid's at 8,500, the lowest I've seen him in a while. Fine matchup against Memphis. He's been, you know, not great. Probably compared to last year, I think it was Lofty who said it on Twitter like the least improved player or whatever it might be, or most unimproved player. Um, this team has not been good, but we're talking about fantasy here. And you're getting a guy who's maybe 700 to to $1,000 less than he has been as of late in a fine matchup against Memphis where Joval is questionable. If Joval's out and you're going up against Jaron Jackson Jr. for your 30 minutes in the game, it looks pretty good. So Joel Embiid at this price tag, I'm fine getting to. Bam Adebayo with no Jimmy Butler seems more appealing at the $8,200 price tag. Not going to jump up and down like it's a smash play, but he's definitely in play, definitely a top inches of mine. But you have a load of centers like this 8k range is loaded with centers between Kristoff, Aiton, 
Embiid and Adebayo, and we still haven't gotten to a guy who might be the best center play at his price point on the slate in the 7K range. So Jason Tatum at 8,100 is appealing to me as well. He will not be appealing if all the other guys are in, but they're facing Atlanta. If Kemba's out, I like Jason Tatum. If Jalen Brown is out and Gordon Hayward are out, but Kemba's in, I like Jason Tatum. So if the only way I'm probably not going to get to Jason Tatum is if it's just like Gordon Hayward out or if it's just Jalen Brown out. Um, then it's not as impactful for Tatum. But keep a close eye on this because Marcus Smart would become an interest of mine against Atlanta if Kemba would be out and or any of those other bodies. Uh, Devin Booker at 7,900, just too cheap. 7,900 in this fast-paced matchup. It's going to be likely a very high total with no Russ out there. Um, it's just too cheap for him at this point. And this is what I'm talking about. You have this range right here once you start to get to um, Embiid. So Embiid at a Bayou. Um, now you get to the Devin Bookers, who seems too cheap. Darren, Darren Fox, who they continue to try and play 35 minutes a night. And depending on the blowout risk that Sacramento has been in as of late, no Jimmy Butler today, maybe they can stay in this one a little bit more or Tyler Hero from Miami. Um, but if they stay in this one, he's going to play 34, 35 minutes at that price tag. He's four or $500 too cheap. Now you get to another really underpriced guys, these next two and Hassan Whiteside, another huge center. It's going to be very difficult to choose center today. Yes. Christoph Porzingis is power forward eligible. But he's also center eligible. But when you look down a little bit more, Joel Embiid's in a fair price point. DeAndre Ayton might actually end up getting really low ownership because he's actually appropriately priced. But he's in a great matchup. Bam Adebayo does not have Jimmy Butler in a fine matchup, especially if Rashawn Holmes does not play. If Holmes does play, I mean, he's been better on defense this year, but nothing crazy. Coming off an injury, I wouldn't expect much. Now you have Hassan Whiteside at 7,700. And he is more of a traditional center Whiteside, so he actually could get shut down by Rudy Gobert, which is your concern there for sure and probably why he's priced down, but I think it's too much of a discount. Pascal Siakam's price keeps reducing even though his minutes continue to stay up and he continues to be very productive in a matchup against Indiana. Yes, the rebounding matchup versus... um, Right now, Sabonis, who's 9,000 on today's slate, and Turner is not ideal, but just seems too cheap when Marcus Hall is not going to be out there, who's uh, probably a more just, I would say, eh, right with Serge Ibaka, they're very similar in how they produce production-wise on offense, but I would say it's better for Siakam when Ibaka is out there. Um, Donovan Mitchell at 6,900, no strong stance there. I think he's just underpriced, but if you don't want to get there, I understand because there's a lot of other guys in that range and even below him that stand out. Serge Ibaka at 6,300, another center that you're going to have to choose between, and he's dirt cheap and he's coming off of a big performance and he's the guy who stays out there for 32 minutes if the game is close and he's not in foul trouble. A 1.14 fantasy point per minute producer. I'm going to project him for 30 minutes today. Tobias Harris at 6,200 looks fine against Memphis. Small forward, power forward eligible. A guy that you can bank on for around 34 minutes of play today. Um, These Philadelphia 76ers, even a guy like Simmons at 8,100, they all look fine at their price points when you factor in the pace up spot that they're going to be in against Memphis. They are on a back-to-back though, so worth mentioning. Christian Wood, here he is. Power forward, center eligible. It's going to be hard for me not to want to play Christian Wood today. Um, He normally projects out if I give him like 26 minutes for 30 fantasy points. I'm probably going to give him 30 or 32 today because there's no Markeith Morris and there's no Andre Drummond. So there's close to 67, 68 minutes of play that has to get filled in this front court. And the next man up in this front court are uh, you have Seke Udemboye, you have Thon McCurr, and you have Christian Wood. I guess there's a chance that they can start Thon McCurr at the five and Seke Udemboye at the four. I'm not sure if they'll end up doing that, but even if they do, there's still a lot of minutes that have to be filled there, 68, and that's not even counting the minutes that those guys already play. So Wood is likely to play 30 plus tonight. I'm hopeful that he does start. I wouldn't be too mad if he doesn't though, does not have to go directly up against Steven Adams for all of his rotations, um, but he looks really good. Orange Rodgers at 53 with likely, well, no hero, definitely, but likely no Butler is looking fine today. And then you start to get to some of the Houston guys. I like Daniel House. Uh, Robert Covington stands out as well. I'm really not 
thrilled to pay up for P.J. Tucker in this spot. I'm really not thrilled to pay up for Eric Gordon. But I think Daniel House and Robert Covington, if Covington is not on some sort of minutes limit off the bench like he was last time, um, then I think they stand out the most to benefit. And Tucker will benefit and everybody else will benefit. But at their price points, the most from no... um, no Russell Westbrook. Now keep a close eye on this. Last time Ben McLemore started over Austin Rivers, they ended up both getting there, but that was the direct replacement for Russell Westbrook. Keep an eye on who that is today. If it happens to be today, Daniel House, if it happens to be Ben McLemore, Austin Rivers, whoever it is starting in place of Russell Westbrook, I will obviously have interest in really cheap price tags on both McLemore and I believe Austin Rivers is at $4,000 flat. Kendrick Nunn at 4,800, again, just a product of he's probably going to play 30 plus minutes in a fine matchup because there is no Jimmy Butler or Tyler Hero. Their backcourt is just very, very thin right now. And Derek Jones is another reason why I like him as well at 4,800. So this slate is very softly priced in my opinion, but it's like that every single day. It's just annoying because there's 30 pieces of injury news and some a slate that's already this softly priced without a doubt based on the Boston news based on uh Christoph news and a ton of other stuff it's just going to get even softer so it's going to be hectic like always in the NBA today uh checking on my projections throughout the day I will have them up in the afternoon also if you have those projections and you have access to Patreon or if you don't you can check it out and sign up down below but if you do have access to Patreon then we will also have the XFL content out today as well tomorrow I will be live before the first XFL game kicks off I'll go live for about an hour right before lock we'll be taking questions on YouTube as always Twitch sportscasts are very excited for that get back into the NFL type of days where a lot of people just like to hang out on the weekend morning so with that being said hit the subscribe button before you go check out Patreon if you would like Check out what's going on in the Twitter bio. If you watched the whole video, let me know down below in the comments. I want to say thank you. Appreciate all of you troopers who stick throughout the end. So best of luck on this eight-game slate, everybody. Enjoy the start of your weekend. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoy this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.